1: Welcome, brothers, to the Brothers Journey Show. The signpost for today reads, Veterans are Heroes. Brother Steve will discuss a topic of great concern, and that is the treatment of America's heroes, especially our veterans. As always, I'll start by giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my loving wife, Rita, and you, brothers, you, especially the veterans who are traveling along this journey. Thank you for your time and attention. A scripture reference comes John fifteen thirteen. It reads, "Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down their lives for their friends." You know the scripture takes on a very serious tone. You know when you, when you consider a veteran or a persons currently serving in the military. You know at any at any given moment, you know a service member can lose their lives in service to their country, and in some cases, they are nowhere near the battlefield. So thank you to all of those who've laid down their lives for this great country. To God be the glory. You can also add those first responders to this list of heroes who go toward danger to help their fellow man. They too run the risk doing their service for their country. Topic for today's episode came as a result of an intense conversation I had with a fellow veteran the other day. This brother was really passionate about his feelings about how America treats their veterans. His passion was fueled by years of service to his country and the impact that service has had on him mentally, physically, and emotionally. One of the many points he made was that most people don't realize the amount of stuff the typical soldier goes through in service to their country, especially those who served well over 25 years ago or more. Even those who recently served bring back a host of issues back from the battlefield, but those who served back in the day didn't have the services that the soldiers have today. So in a sense, the military has gotten a little better on how they treat their veterans, or at least they are aware of the level of trauma experienced by their service members. Another great point my brother made was the separation within the military ranks. You have several You may have served, but never served in a combat or a hostile environment, and therefore you think you know what is best for the average veteran you encounter, as he shared some of his stories about being trained and treated like a weapon. Think about it like this, even the most sophisticated weapon has to have a human somewhere involved in the process. If nothing else, at least pulling the trigger, clicking the mouse, or whatever. Even that can cause a level of trauma on a soldier having to execute that order. I can remember a Navy friend telling me his feelings of having to push the button to launch a missile and then to read the report of the number of casualties as a result of that missile strike. That had an impact on him. My brother said that he was trained to kill and, and, and took an oath or as he passionately stated, he was sworn in but was never sworn out. So it really bothered him when someone in the VA system tries to handle him and then those treat him with little or no respect. In some cases, they are some cases playing with fire. As a veteran, I never was assigned to a combat unit or for the most part assigned even close to an area of conflict, but I do know what the brother is talking about. I can recall being stationed overseas, and we were having combat drills, or at least I thought they were combat drills, but when one of the leaders called me into the tent and gave me an M16 with a red stripe around the clip, which indicated live ammo, that kind of changed my outlook for my military service. To myself, I was like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up to the Air Force to shoot at anyone, and I really didn't sign up to be shot at. I'm just here to get out of Packlet and hopefully, you know, make something out of myself. Needless to say, I was scared and praying, Lord, please don't let nobody come anywhere near this area. Because if they do, I'm letting loose at the first sign of any kind of life. And I salute those who signed up to defend our country. As my guy stated, they are the real heroes. People, when you encounter a veteran, you really don't know what he or she is dealing with. All of those events they experience don't just go away. They are with them for life. So the purpose for today's episode has has, has two twofold. is twofold purpose. One, I want to give a big shout out to the men and women who defend this country. And two, I want to raise awareness or continue to raise awareness about the mental health struggles they face or we face after one of those life-changing encounters, not to mention years of trauma. For those of us who didn't see combat or, to be graphic, bloodshed, we also face our own level of trauma. I I can recall seeing the impact of that trauma right here in the States when it manifests in numerous suicide attempts. And unfortunately, some were successful in stopping the pain. Consider the impact of those families as well as those who lost their lives for their country. Brothers, as you travel on your journey, and maybe never put on a uniform, don't look past the trauma you encounter in your day-to-day lives right here at home. The number of shootings or violent events are getting out of hand, and something must be done to improve your quality of life to where the last thing on your mind is to take another's life. I recently had a conversation with another man of color, and he stated his trauma while being pulled over by the police. For some people, they will never know what it's like to fear, the the fear you experience by something as simple as getting a traffic ticket. I'll start by saying I'm not and probably will never proclaim to be an expert on trauma, any of the impacts of trauma or the effects it has years later. But I do have an expert coming on the show soon to share his wisdom on this very dynamic subject. So stay tuned. But in my current line of work, which is working with homeless veterans, you know, my job is to help them transition to permanent housing. That trauma is real and these heroes are dealing with a lot. The trauma of being homeless is enough to make anybody flip out, not to mention a trained rep weapon with pent up aggression and a lot of, and a low self esteem. That's an incident waiting to happen. The Veteran Affairs Agency is trying to do a better job at helping veterans deal with mental health, and I see some signs of improvement, but we still have a very long way to go. As my brother stated, if nothing else, give me my medication so I can feel somewhat normal while you try to help me deal with this. I really can't say if he was addicted to whatever type of drug, drug he was on, and we know the state of the drug business in our country has been out of control for many years. But if those drugs are going to help him get through the day without snapping, then let him have his drugs, his therapy dog, help with housing, and any other benefit they deserve. I say that there are two levels of military service, those who fight and those who support those who fight. I, re- I can recall at one of my duty stations, we were warned about going into a particular bar. I don't remember the name of the bar, but it's where the SEALs, the Green Berets, the Rangers, or any of those special forces guys hung out. So when you got to the base, you, you got a briefing, do not go in the bar where they are. Well, as my brother said, you know, the, the military attracts those people that are about that life. One of the guys that was attracted to the military was, we call him Big Rick. Six six foot seven, close to 300 pounds, big brother, muscles, you know, dude from Philly. So he was hardcore thug. Now, on this one particular night, you know, we get off work. We head downtown to have us, you know, toss back a few. This particular night, Rick decided he wanted to go into this bar to see what this was all about. As soon as we hit the door, it was four of us. As soon as we hit the door, you know, it was like in the movies, you know, the, the music stopped and everybody just looked at us. And we was like, uh-oh. So myself and I don't know who who were the other guy, but we backed out of the bar. Just kind of backed right out of the door. And Rick was saying, nah, I'm going to at least get me a drink. Well, the, the, before I backed out the door, I noticed a lot of under men's draws hanging from the rafters in the bar. Kind of like decoration. And I was like, okay, what was that all about? Before I could back out, the story is, or as the other guys that stayed in there with Rick said, it was the smallest guy in the bar came up to Rick, asked him a question. Rick's response wasn't accurate or they didn't know the code word or whatever. And then all of a sudden, before he knew it, this guy had whipped out his knife, hit some kind of special forces move and cut Rick pants and drawers off and throw his drawers over the rafter. Well, of course, you know, Rick being the thug that he is, he ain't going down without a fight. So we heard a bunch of commotion, and we ran back in and then you know fortunately, the cops were right there because they hang out there because I guess they know people were gonna challenge the 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 rule or whatever, and so they came in as well and stopped the fight because Lord knows if those cops wouldn't have been there, everybody in the all of us probably would have lost our draws that night but so as, as things go over there, the story got back to the base, and me being the senior n c o Of the four of us, I was the one that got called into the first sergeant's office and had one of them look here now conversations about following the rules. So, yes, those guys, those special forces guys are the first ones in the fight and usually the last one to leave. So they deserve a level of respect. And the people that know this and sending those guys into fight set it up to where, hey, these guys will not get punished for doing what they're trained to do. So much respect to anyone who served in any of the Special Forces units. But brothers, if you're dealing with any kind of trauma, please, please do yourself and your family a favor and get some help. I think if those warriors who are brave enough to run toward the gunshots realize they need help dealing with these events, you too need some type of help unpacking all of the things that you deal with on a daily basis. So getting help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of maturity and strength. And you must understand that you are somewhat out of balance and you just need some help getting it it together. Self-medication is not a wise decision because knowing when to cut off, that's now clouded by that type of medication that you're having, whatever you're drinking, smoking, whatever the case may be. Seek professional help. Much respect to those serving in the military as fighters and to those whose job it is to support those who fight. Also, respect to those first responders who put their lives on the line every day in service for their fellow man. I thank God for you and I pray for your safety each and every day. Thank you. All right, my brothers, we're going to bring this episode to a close. We'll continue the journey forward and hang on for the ride to the next level. In closing, I want to encourage you to stay tuned to yourself, your loved ones, and especially God. This is Brother Steve encouraging you to ask for wisdom, seek knowledge, and build understanding. Thank you for your time and attention. Until next time, peace.
0: Thank you for listening to the Brother's Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. I hope you were inspired and encouraged to put in the work for next-level living. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will continue the journey. Tell your homeboys to join the journey to the next level. Until next time, peace, love, and blessings. Brother Steve.